this time of year, one of the commercial radio stations where I live does their bit about helping people respond to the very real and very destructive reality of people taking their own lives in our communities around Australia. The station opts to play only music without commercials for one whole working day with the suggestion that people, wherever they are, especially their target audience of men, take the time to talk about their struggle in whatever way. Well, I really applaud the effort. The station also plays interviews and comments from people who have either been really close to suicide themselves or very close to someone who has taken their life. So they acknowledge that we do have a really major problem in this terribly painful thing called suicide. I think all my adult life I have known that Australians, and especially men, take their own lives at very high rates. In my work as a youth worker, ages ago, I knew that Australia was second only to Japan, I think, in the rate at which young men take their own lives. Some stats are about 65,000 Australians make some kind of suicide attempt each year. More than 3,000 Aussies die by suicide, or at least they did in 2017. Suicide is the leading cause of death for Australians aged between 15 and 44. Young Australians are more likely to take their own life than die in motor vehicle accidents. In 2017, about 75% of people who died by suicide were males and 25% were females. In 2017, the suicide rate among Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people was approximately twice that of non-Indigenous Australians. Well, I've worked with other people who had to deal with a young person taking their own life in a small local rural community and deal with the massive fallout to that event, and even the reality that there is such a thing as copycat suicide where other young people get very close to it, sometimes soon after the one one of their peers has taken their own life. Very scary and very destructive for all concerned. In my work, I've supported people with suicidal thoughts and those who have lost a loved one in this way, Once I was called to a house where a person had taken their life and I arrived immediately after the first responders or as they were actually leaving and I sat in the house with the immediate family, the pain was immense, the words were few. The words that came to me to say to these people two or three times to each person, it's not your fault, it's not your fault and it wasn't. It would not have made much difference really how caring or how uncaring, how active or how inactive or how aware or unaware each person was. A person lived in a pretty dark place for a very long time and survived life at best, as best he could. It was always tough and always confusing and sad. He was always genuinely sad. So sad was this the this person that the escape route to bring an end to his own long sadness and the sadness of those he loved was to remove himself from them. And that's how it is for many people. If you've ever experienced even mild depression, you'll know there is nothing anyone can really do to fix you or to help you snap out of it. Boy, you wish they could. You wish there was a magic pill or a guaranteed kind of practice you could do to lift the darkness straight away. 
You know it's hard on everybody around you and they are suffering your problems and you feel like it's your fault, but you just can't change them. And you can't change yourself. And that's what it feels like. And when you're in this place, the option to get out of the darkness and the pain by removing yourself from your family for your sake and for theirs is very real. Recently, I've been involved in conversations about suicide among professional people. It was brought to my attention that using the word commit with the word suicide is not really helpful. You know, we often hear people say she or he committed suicide and that makes it sound like the person has committed a crime. Well, suicide has been seen as a crime in the past for sure and we are wanting to not treat it like that crime anymore because many people know that people are often or even mostly very unwell and sometimes that deep psychological and emotional unwellness drives them to the point of taking their own life. So on the other hand though, the person actually does do the taking and this causes untold pain to those around them. And there is anger and there is guilt and there is shame that rolls over people like the pounding waves on the rocks at the beach. The pain comes in waves and the waves don't stop for years, sometimes if ever. The damage done is almost limitless, especially to children involved. Whole communities can be deeply affected by the suicide of a respected and loved person. I've seen that up close. So on the one hand we can say the person was taken by suicide to acknowledge the unwellness that contributed to this terrible loss. And on the other hand, it seems right, especially for those left behind, to acknowledge the damage done by this action being taken. So I prefer to say something like, she was lost to suicide, or something like that. This takes into account that often the person was not really themselves, and not really capable of making healthy, wise choices, but also acknowledges that the person was involved and that the action was really done and the action caused massive damage. The point is, it's best to stop the blaming and help the recovering for those left behind. I think whatever words do this are the words we should try and use. Either way, and in whatever way we describe suicide, it just hurts and it keeps on hurting and we feel for people who have lost loved ones this way. Best advice I know, talk. Talk a lot, talk a little, but talk. Find a trusted person who you reckon will probably listen and talk to them about how you're travelling. Pay them if you need to. In other words, seek out that counsellor or psychologist. Everyone should have their own counsellor, I reckon. They're very helpful people. They help you put perspective and some kind of healthy thing around your life. Help others do the same too. Talk, that is. And on the other end, I guess, listen. Listen a lot without judgment. Listen a little without judgment, but just listen. And don't try to fix or solve. Just listen. Acknowledge. Share. Walk with. Second advice, I reckon, learn. Get to those excellent websites like beyondblue.org.au or Black Dog Institute to help you identify the signs and the issues and finds ways to put good things in place to deal with the black dog and this terrible reality that we are living with. If this darkness is upon you, mate, there are people who can really help. Call Lifeline. Do it now. 131114. That's a great place to start. The recovery. And that's what we want. Recovery.